Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. So beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Everything that has taken place here is so amazing, considering the fact that we don't have our sanctuary for them to practice in, that they've had to actually go to Sean's and practice and um, during the week and other things, piecing everything together. So can we give them another round of applause, please? I would love to say you guys all look so beautiful, but I can only see these big spotlights. <laughs> but uh, I am so, so grateful for uh, this season that we are in. And, uh, you know, Christmas time is a time when you can become very, I would say, pensive, very reflective. And you look back at uh, maybe the past year or maybe several years, and it causes you just to slow down and think. And uh, how many of you this year was one of those years where there was just a lot of change, a lot of hardship, some joys, but just kind of a real ebb and flow of a year, some ups and some downs, and yet God remained on the throne and remained faithful. One of the things I've been learning in this season is that we often can look at God through a North American uh, middle-class mindset instead of remembering who he really is to the whole world and not just to the United States of America. And it helps us to broaden our sense of who he is and what he looks like and how he acts. And, uh, I think it's important that during this season that we don't put our religious viewpoints, our core beliefs, our doctrine or theology on anyone because the most important thing is that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and that God sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And on that we can all hang our hat on, so to speak. Amen? Uh, let's read John chapter 6, verse 31. It says, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread, which is from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. It was prophesied that the Messiah, with the bread sent down from heaven to feed the souls of mankind, would be a descendant of David, and that he would be born in Bethlehem. And this is important to note because of the fact that in Bethlehem is where all of the lambs would come and they would tend the sheep. There would be the crying of the sheep and it would ring across the fields of Bethlehem. The tower of the flock, the place where lambs destined for the temple were born and raised. Every firstborn male lamb from the arena around Bethlehem was considered holy, set aside for sacrifice in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
Generations of shepherds tended the sacred flocks. They were common folk used to many cold, lonely nights. And they did this because they were protecting the sheep. They would risk their lives to keep the animals from going astray. Sounds like Jesus, does it not? from falling into the many ravines of the hill country. After pouring their lives out into their flocks, the shepherds would separate the lambs, choosing only the perfect firstborn males to drive to Jerusalem. There the lambs would be purchased by those who wished to atone for their sins. On the same mountain where Abraham had offered his son to the Lord, the lambs would shed their blood and lose their lives as that atonement. And then that cycle would go on over and over and over again until Jesus came. He is the final sacrifice. He was the final lamb. He was born in Bethlehem where all of the other sheep would be brought to atone for sins. He was the bread from heaven, the only bread that when we partake of, he takes away all of our sins. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he taken our sin from us. There's no other, there's no other religion out there that can promise you this one thing, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that will quicken your mortal body and raise you from the dead. There's no other religion out there that says, I want to make you in my image. There's no other religion out there that sent a son to die on your behalf. Everything else is false. So even when you're seeking and you're wondering and you're, you're, you're in a place of discovery, and many of you online that are watching, you may be in a place of discovering, trying to figure out if what you believe is accurate, is right, and you can get so caught up in our heads that we have to try to understand everything when all of it is is by faith that you are saved, by grace, not of works. We'll never be able to fully understand the amazing sacrifice that took place when the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, sent his only son. We can never really completely fathom how he has always been and always will be. But there's something in here that tells us that it is the only way and that he is the only way. He's such an amazing, amazing, amazing savior. The bread that they had in the desert, that fresh manna that would come every morning, if they didn't eat it by a certain time, it would be gone. That fresh, that manna that came every single day that they had to partake of, we get to partake of Jesus Christ. He's the bread that was sent from heaven. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. John the Baptist called Jesus not only the Son of God, but he also called him the Lamb of God. He was to be the final sacrifice. 
It's so important that we reflect on the birth of Jesus. The fact that the Savior came into the world not the way that everyone thought he would come. He didn't come majestically, but he came majestically. When we're thinking and reflecting on our lives and we're reflecting on the lives of our family and our friends and the people that we want to come to know Jesus Christ, we have to be careful that we don't begin to reflect on the way that we think that Jesus looks like and how he acts and that we separate him from the very word itself. And we begin to create him in the image of man instead of the image of God. And we try to relate to him in the way that we try to relate to others when it's by faith that we are saved through grace. It's beyond our understanding and our comprehension, but it doesn't make it not true. So if you're here this morning, if you're watching this morning and you're wondering about Jesus, because you've heard certain things, you've heard certain doctrines, and they just don't seem to align in your life. Here's, here's one that's a stumbling block, and I just want to put this out here. There's a tension. We do believe that Jesus desires to heal, do we not? But how many of you know that not everyone gets healed? So the tension lies is that we're, we tell someone that it's Jesus' will that everyone be healed, but they're not healed. Then what could happen is it causes them to draw away from him instead of drawing closer to him. What would it look like to tell them what it looks like to walk with Jesus through pain and suffering? And that he will be there to walk with you. He never promised us the absence of suffering. He said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. We can look at the, the disciples and see that they were thrown in prison, they were martyred, they were stoned to death, they were burned. And Jesus could have delivered them out of it all. Are you listening to me? Some people suffer with depression. And this time of year, we sing all of these wonderful songs and we talk about how amazing this time of year is, and it is. And we talk about family and, and, and how wonderful it is to, to, to sit at home with our family and have meals and dinner and, and presents and presents. But how many of you know some people don't have that? Some people have lost loved ones, and this time of year is very difficult for them. What are we doing? Are we praying? Are we reaching out to the people that don't have the middle-class North American white Christmas? It's not about presents around a tree. It's not about Santa Claus coming down a chimney. It's a story that cannot be bought. It's only one that can be caught. And it's caught and captured in the heart of man. And it can only be done by the grace that God releases to his people. 
So when we're getting wrapped up in all of the busyness of life and the hustle and bustle of the season, slow down and remember what it's all about. So if you are sick in your body or in your head, if this time of year doesn't make you feel joyful and it makes you feel sad, reach up to the only one that can really, really, really bring you the peace that you could never, ever, ever have. Jesus Christ, he is the only way. Can you bow your heads, please? Father, if there be anybody in here today that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, or maybe, God, they're in a place where they're, they're wondering why they believe what they believe, and they're seeking, and they're having questions. If they're watching online, and they're hurting, and they're sad, and they're depressed, and they're oppressed, and they feel lonely, they feel forsaken, would you come, Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to them? Show them who you are. Show them who Jesus is. May this be a day that they turn away from all the doubts and worries and fears and grab a hold of your hand. Would you save them, redeem them, take them from the pit of hell? Reveal yourself to them. That this would be a new Christmas a Christmas that's full of the joy of knowing that they have salvation, that their sins have been forgiven. And though it may not be an easy walk, it'll be a walk that has purpose like it's never had before. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're online and you've prayed and you really want to know more about Jesus Christ or you're hurting and this is not a joyful time for you, this is not an easy season for you, please reach out to us and we will pray with you. We will be there for you. We will walk with you. We'll show you what the gospel of Jesus Christ looks like. We're not just going to tell you be warm and be fed and send you away. If you're here and this minister to you Please do me a favor, yourself a favor. At the end of the service, we're going to have a ministry team that will be off to the side. Go and let them pray with you. We have a Bible we want to give you. We want to, we want to stand with you. If you're sad, if you're depressed, if this is not an easy time, let someone come alongside of you. Let Jesus become more real. Let Holy Spirit be your comforter like he, maybe you've never experienced before. So you can really experience not joy, not happiness and happenings, but joy from knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen? Amen. Worship team, come on up. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.